Hello, everyone, and welcome to the L2 Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Lucas Curtelli, and with me, my co-host, Luca Moya. We have a jam-packed show for you. A lot is going on in the world of sports. We got hockey, it's first in full swing. We have the NBA starting tonight and last night. And as well, we got to catch up on some football after we missed last week with the L2 Sports Hockey NHL preview. So, Luca, buddy, before we get started... We mm-hmm. need to go over some things. I heard uh, FC Heavy oh. won the championship. Take us to the final game. What wow. happened? Man, first off, what an honor. Um, you know, it's just it's one of those things where it, it, it doesn't seem like a lot to, to nobody who plays on the team. <laughs> but if you're on the team, it's it, it's it's so much fun, and it goes for everybody who plays like organized sports with their friends. I know you're playing hockey right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I know, growing up, even if you just played house league, like winning at anything is unbelievable, especially when you're with your friends. Like, it's just such a cool feeling. Uh, I'm glad we won because the first time we did FC Heavy, I told you all the stories about it going into our first year of university college. Um, we were undefeated going all the way into the playoffs. And then unfortunately the playoffs ran into the time where, you know, everybody was moving into residence or their first week of school starting. So people started to miss games and we got bounced after not losing uh, at all in the regular season, had no players. So this was a huge redemption year for us. We got it done moving up to div two now. So hopefully, um, I don't know when your season's done, but hopefully you get a ring too. And we just keep moving up and this podcast keeps moving up and, uh, we'll see what happens with our sports teams. Yeah. Well, uh, on Sunday, while you were out there in the championship game, our hockey team, uh, team Southern took home a six, two dub. I led the wow. way. I don't want to brag. I had, I scored three goals. Luca led the way oh. with the six, two victory. The boys were all hype. Uh, we're two and all right now. So, uh, things are looking good early on. In our you season, played, uh, you played double A or triple A? I forget. No, double I played. I played single A. I played single oh, A. I, single, was, single, I was a. Single. I wasn't the okay. the greatest hockey player. Single A rep. Will 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 give me some credit there. Well, yeah, single A. I, single you should make one video though where you you sniped it like from your knees or you were falling. Oh yeah, from the hash marks or something. I was like, this. You're guy, making me blush. You're making me blush. Here, <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. No one can see. No one can see. Um, let's get into the real hockey here. First week. NHL's back. I've been absolutely hyped. I've been watching all types of games, not even just yeah. the Leafs, just every game that was on. New broadcasts with TNT and ESPN. Those are looking great. Just a, a whole new fresh start for the NHL. Uh, but there has been some surprises. We've seen Buffalo. Everybody was predicting uh, their team was going to be in the dumps. They're going to be uh, in the sweepstakes mm-hmm. uh, for the first overall draft pick. They're off to a hot start. I think they're 3-0 and right now. Uh, Pittsburgh as well, getting it done without Crosby, Malkin, and Gensel in their lineup. Montreal went to the Stanley Cup final last year. They're 0-4. Colorado really hasn't got off to the best of starts with Nathan McKinnon starting the season on the COVID IL. Luca, what has been the most surprising or what have you looked forward to or have seen so far this NHL season? We're only one week in and it's it's this great. This is the wrong year, I think, for Buffalo to be good. (laughs) <laughs> when Shane Wright's coming up, uh, and he, he is uh, eligible after this year. Yeah, correct? I think he's. I think yeah. he's the consensus uh, number one pick yeah, right consensus. now from all the experts. So that uh, tough season to start doing good, I guess. But um, Buffalo, yeah, they, they've come out of nowhere. They're playing some good hockey right now. But 
you know, you look at Buffalo, I think the one team that uh, is kind of underperforming and has really just Montreal, like I know they had this Cinderella cup run and I know they lost some big pieces. Like, you know, price is not there. Weber's not there. And Deneau's not there. And I'm hearing everything about, oh, but Deneau's not there. But, you know, Montreal could have brought him back if they wanted to, if it was if he was that valuable. You know what I mean? And I thought Deneau did a great job in the playoffs. Like, he was one of their better players. Does things that don't show up on the statue. We love to talk about those kind of players, me and you. But Buffalo right now, they're looking good. Montreal, not so much. Those are the two teams, I think, right now, early on, when you look at the whole league, those are the two surprises. I don't think Montreal is a cup team even though they made it to the cup final, but they're not the worst team in the NHL either. Yeah. They've got some talent on that team. And I do think they're going to bounce back. And I do think Buffalo is going to slow down. I think it's going to be complete opposite. Um, but right now, good for Buffalo. I mean, no, not even Jack Eichel is playing and, and they're doing all this thing with the drama and stuff. So mm-hmm. uh, good for Buffalo. But I, I heard a, a report today that if they do want to trade Eichel, you know, they don't want to retain any salary. Right? Yeah, so, that that, that whole Eichel situation is so crazy. It is. It, it it it's it's such a bad look on the Buffalo Sabers, their ownership, the NHL. Like, just get the deal done. I know. I know, uh, I know they have. I think I'm pretty sure. Like, I'm not 100 percent sure, but there are, or the Buffalo Sabers gave out the medical records of Jack Eichel to see if the teams are willing him to or allow him to have the surgery he he wants. Or because that's the whole kerfuffle. Buffalo want him to get one surgery. He wants to get a certain another surgery, and they just can't come to agreement. Uh, hence the holdout for Jack Eichel. And Buffalo, they had a good end to the year last year. It wasn't like they went down uh, without a fight. They they ended off the year good. They had a new head coach, and I think that is translated in, into this season. They're, I think they're really just taking on the role like no one expects us to win, so there's like no pressure. Let's just go out there, let it fly. And it's stuck so far uh, four or five games into the season. Pittsburgh, uh, that first night, they just blew out Tampa Bay. And I was kind of mm-hmm. cheesed about that because I had Braden Point in my lineup and he got a couple minuses there. Still won the week, but nonetheless, Pittsburgh, they're doing well. And Montreal as well. It just I think it's so tough for them because of they rode that huge high last year of going to the cup final. And now you're without Carey Price right at the start of the year. Just as the year was about to begin, you lose your star goaltender, your star player, your franchise player, Shea Weber. We don't know if he'll ever be back. And it, it just like this team, it, they tried to put guys in certain situations to fill those holes, but I just don't think uh, they're doing it so far. And yeah, I know, I know. I agree. And going back to Buffalo, like, now that you've seen the success, I don't. I don't think they should get ahead of themselves saying, "Oh, no. we need Eichel." But I was. I just brought up, you know, the retaining salary. But they've always the done that. The Buffalo is always. We've always seen Buffalo get off to these hot starts, and then when it comes to yeah. halfway through the year, they mm-hmm. just start to to decline. Yeah. So it's not anything special. It's just from what we've heard all season with all the drama around Buffalo and how bad a lot of the experts predicted them to be. It's just nice to see them. They're playing good hockey and they're off to a, to a good start. Even Detroit is too. Even Detroit's Detroit too. They had that unbelievable game against Tampa old. Bay. That was yeah. crazy. Um, Dylan Larkin clotheslining somebody. That was crazy as well. <laughs> so just a lot <laughs> of cool insane. things at Seattle getting their first win. Like those jerseys, I'm going to say pretty much every podcast are the pretty much the coolest jerseys in the league. My Western conference team is Seattle Kraken. Yeah. Um, obviously, 
It's the L2 Sports Podcast. We need to talk about the Toronto Maple Leafs, Luca. Of course. I'm watching these first couple games. They lost a tough one to the Rangers. Igor Shostakin just stole that game for the Rangers. One of the bright spots I see, Peter Morazic gets injured in his first game. That's tough. But one of the bright spots is the his other goaltender in Jack Campbell. Uh, the way he's playing, he just looks so comfortable in the net. And I guess the backbone for that Toronto Maple Leafs team. But my problem with the team is I just don't see the identity, which is a continuous problem with this Matthews, Marner, Tavares, Nylander team. They don't have an identity, Luca. They're not hard to play against. They don't like do something well that teams, when they come to Toronto or Toronto comes to them, that they're like, oh God, we have to deal with this. And I think Kyle Dubas wanted it to be the offense, but really it hasn't been that special through these, these four games. We, you can say we're, we're, I'm reading too much into it. It's only four games into the year. But it's 100% of the games played so far. So what else are we going to talk about? Right, Luca? Yeah. I, it, it just worries me because without Matthews in the lineup, and I've heard it on radio shows, and I kind of agree with it, it just looked like this team was like just a bunch of nobodies. Like I know Marner was on the ice, but like it's like, where's Matthews? Like what is special about this team without Austin Matthews in the lineup? And when he came back, the team was flying. So that's a, a positive, but they still lost the game. I, I think going back, like the Toronto is, it has always been like this. We are going to go in and we're going to outscore you every single night. And Campbell, I think right now has been the best player. I agree with you. Like no one talks about the fact that they're, they're still only plus one. Like they've scored eight goals, but led in seven. And not all of that is Campbell's fault. Like, against Ottawa, they were down, what, 3 nothing quick. Pretty quick. And I thought Mrazic played – Boston just scored. That's a real team, by the way. But I think, you know, <laughs> Mrazic did a good enough job in that game, and, it, and it's exciting to see if you're a Leaf fan. I know he got hurt, but I think he's going to do a good job backing up Campbell once he comes back. But this offense, it's there. It is there. Mm-hmm. They've just ran into Forsberg making 46 saves and Shesterkin standing on his head. And in that overtime period, that was one of the craziest overtime. That was unreal. That was a great I needed overtime. it because I had I have I have Campbell, Riley, and Matthews on my team. So oh, I'm, like, I'm playing against Campbell and Matthews. So like I was kind of okay oh. with the loss, but I was still heartbroken that the <laughs> and I was lost. Playing, I was playing. Uh, I was playing. I was playing Panarin. So I'm like, okay. I said. Riley to Matthews would be perfect because I get a Campbell win. I get points for both of these guys. And what do you know? And I think Matthews are good, but the identity with Toronto without Matthews, you're right. It looked a bit different. Like John Tavares, like where has he really been? Like he hasn't, like he hasn't been, I would say as flashy as he was on the Islanders, but that is also because. Or in his first year. Yeah. His first year, like he played with Marner. He played with Marner and when they, Sheldon Keefe decided to put Marner and Tavares together for those first three games without Matthews. I'm like, let's rekindle this relationship. 40 something goals he had uh, with yeah. them, with them on a line. Uh, and it just, I, I agree with you, Luca. It just seems like it, it just, the decline of John Tavares just keeps getting lower and lower. Like but we, he does the we, little things right. Though, he does the much. little things right. But I, I think what mostly fans are looking for was the John Tavares of the New York Islanders. And I just don't think that there he's there anymore. He is getting older. 
Um, and this team is also loaded with talent. Like on the Islanders, he was the best player you saw it every single night. Like for sure, he was he was gonna flash no matter what. But I agree with you. Like those spectacular plays that he yeah. make on the Islanders, going through people and and assisting guys with one hand on his stick. That I haven't seen in a Leafs uniform maybe since the first year. But he is getting older. But I still and you know he had a pretty big injury in the playoffs. Now he's far removed from that. I'm not making any excuses, but. I do think I need to see a little bit more from him because his team looked lost on Matthews. Matthews came back and he looked like their best player. Mm-hmm. It's like, whoa, look at this guy. It's like, this is this is our franchise player. Like, that's your captain. This is the franchise guy. Two completely, completely different things. Being the captain or being the face of the franchise. And that's what Matthews is. And he looked like it in his season debut. I was hoping he was going to pop that winner, man. He had chances to do it. He really, when he went, like, I don't remember who he went, but he, like, undressed a defender and, like, crashed into the net. I thought he was going to pawn it. I was yeah. like, holy. I was like, it was written in the stars for him to come back and win it for the first time against an American team in two years, it seems like, or a year. And just, you know, right in off 400, the 400, I think it was 435 days. days. Yeah. I know what you it mean. I was written, going nuts. It was written. It was written. The but I was okay year. with him not scoring. I was hoping for a Toronto Maple Leafs shootout win because mm. the shootout goals don't count Those to the count, points yeah. in the in fantasy. So I'm like, they get the win, but Matthews doesn't score. Um, I'm not mad that the Toronto Maple Leafs performances. I'm not upset with it. There's still a lot of games to play, so I am very intrigued with this team because this team, it's a different team this year. It's a completely different style of play. I just don't think they've built an identity I still yet really? uh, with them the way they play. You don't think play. their identity is like being like skilled? I know. Like no. this fast, young, t- like, okay. I but every team young. now, I, I'm pretty teams. sure is still fast. And, and we're going to keep making this excuse, Luca, that they're young. They're 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 25, 26 years old. Like they're not young. Okay. Like Matthews and Marner have been in the league for six years. That's crazy. Eh? Already, it, it, wow. Like it, it, they're not. Let's get off the Leafs. I'm sorry. I, I don't want <laughs> to ramp. We got a lot. We got a lot to talk about. He's gonna go um, on and on. Those Boston Bruins, Luca, uh, that you're watching behind you. First period's over. Yeah. Um, Charlie McAvoy oh. makes nine point five. Over the next eight years, he just signed a new contract for the Boston Bruins. My question is to you, because when he signed this, and it was a huge conversation topic, is the Boston way of taking less money dying with that contract in Charlie and Charlie McAvoy? We all know the Bergerons, the Marchands, the Pasternak, they took less money for their team to always be a contender, which Boston is because of sacrifices those top players have done. But now you see Charlie McAvoy is one of the highest paid defensemen in the league now for the next eight years. Is this, and Marshawn and Bergeron are already out the door. Do you see this as the new way for Boston? Is this way of playing and this way of contract negotiations dying with that contract? I love the contract. I love it because they're projecting the cap and no one could have expected this pandemic. Okay. And that did screw the Leafs. Yeah. You're telling me as a Leafs fan, nobody, yeah, nobody, we were projecting the cap as well. We're like, okay, we'll sign these guys. All (laughs) this is going to keep going up and we just got screwed. So Mm -hmm. no, I, I I feel you guys on that, but like, okay. 9.5 million, right? Like in, 
first off, that doesn't even make him the highest defenseman. It makes him the third highest defenseman. In four years, five years, he's going to be, be like the 10th highest paid, probably. And the cap's going to go up. Nine point five. You see these ridiculous contracts being thrown out now, like 8.2 to Suzuki, 8 million here, 8 million there. Like, guys are getting paid out. 8 million two years ago, three years ago, we were just starting school. It was like, holy Christ, this guy's an 82-point scorer. Like, $8 million is insane. Nylander making 6.9 is so over budget. But now $8 million being tossed around like it's nothing. So 9.5 for probably the future captain of the Bruins, probably. Marchand's getting old. Uh, Bergeron's getting old. Him or Pasternak, I would say, is in the running. Young. Got him for eight years. By the end of that contract, he's going to be way down the list when it comes to highest paid defenseman in the league. So 9.5 for me, yeah, it's steep. Listen, it is steep. And I was surprised. I'm thinking... But I think Boston fans and I think everybody around the league expects Boston to just sign everybody who's good for $6 million. So I was thinking in my head, I'm like, you know, maybe we can get him for like seven, seven and a half, you know, but 9.5, he's a great player. And like I said, the cap's going to go up. Like you project the cap to go up in five years. I could see second line, third line fringe players getting $9 million the way these contracts are handing out. So 9.5 from McAvoy. I'm not going to say it's a steal, but it's a damn good contract to me. When Kale McCarr is making nine, he's making 9.5. Okay, fine. Yeah. I, I, I didn't, from based on the stats, like Charlie Mont, uh, Charlie Montoya, Charlie McAvoy is uh, one of the top three, top five defensemen in the league. Yeah. And he's only 24. And at the end of this contract, Luca, he's going to only going to be 32 or 33. That's still in his prime. Like that's exactly. that. So you, he can make an, sign another big, big ticket deal, either with the Bruins or somebody else, the way that his, he plays out this contract. But I think it was a great deal for them. I think Pasternak, when his deal is over, you're going to see the Bruins uh, pay up the nose for him as well. Uh, probably maybe in the tens, $10.5 million dollar range, because he's you're going to be your top scorer, top scorer yeah. battling for the Rocket Richard every single year. Mm-hmm. Are the Boston Bruins going to be, good in the next four or five years? Well, we'll see. I mean, the we'll prospects, I mean, drafting has been an atrocious. It's been an atrocious year. because you guys have been in the playoffs every year and you got to give up picks to, to yeah. get guys to do well in the in the, in exactly. the playoffs. But McAvoy so, and Pasternak were hits. Yeah, they're you hits. You can't complain too much when you get two franchise players like that. Mm-hmm. Can't really complain. I mean, that 2015 class, like I'm never going to get over it, like for as long as I live. <laughs> like for as long as I'll, ne- I'll never get over it. Yeah, never. But I mean, ten point five for Pasternak in in a year or two years or whatever, like, still going to be a really good deal. Yeah, you're right. You're totally right. So the future, he we should hope be making bright ten in right Boston. now. I know he, he should, should be. Right you know, based, I mean? <laughs> based on what Matthews and the rest of the league are making, uh, he should be making ten right now. But hey, they still have a chance at the Cup this year. They're still a good team. They're still they a do. solid team, and mm-hmm. uh, we'll we'll have to wait and see. NBA, Luca, it's back. Mm-hmm. Finally, basketball is back. The Raptors are back in Toronto after 600-something days. The Bucks, the championship Bucks, they played last night. They took down the Nets. The Los Angeles Lakers, the new and improved Los Angeles huh. Lakers, they lost to Golden State after Steph Curry dropped a triple-double. Um, let's start off with the Raps. They're back in Toronto. What are your expectations for this team? I'll go first. I just don't, I don't have high expectations for them. Pascal Siakam's going to be injured for the first month. 
uh, Fred Van Fleet is going to have to now carry this offense. It's his, it's his team now. Um, OG Ananobi, a lot of things uh, are projecting him to, to take a step this year. You could see him as one of the uh, candidates for the most improved player. He's a solid defender. We just want it more on offense. Scotty Barnes, how is he going to fit into this rotation? They did. That was their pick and a lot of scrutiny for uh, who else, who is went after him Jalen Suggs. Jalen Suggs. Everybody thought the Raptors were going to take Jalen Suggs. Nope. Messiah Jury went with Scotty Barnes. How is he going to fit? How is he going to have his first year? I am not putting huge expectations on this team. I still think they're going to be a fringe playoff team because I think the NBA is still going with the, the, the 10, nine, like I uh, think play they in for, this year, for the yeah. eighth seed or something like that. So I can see them either in the seven, eight or in that play in uh 10, nine uh, range team, because again, the East has a lot of good teams. Yeah. So pretty much that's it for me on the Raptors. Uh, I'm not, I'm not uh, really big on, on them going one, two, three with those juggernauts at the top in the East. I think this year for the Raptors is about developing their young players like Gary Trent Jr., um, Scotty Barnes, like you mentioned, and Malachi Flynn. Can he take another step? Like that is what the Raptors are looking for. And I think now we, we, we've set into like, I wouldn't say like a full rebuild, nah. but, a, but like, a, maybe like a mini rebuild where they're maybe, they're not five to seven years away, but they could be maybe three. Like two to three years. I think the biggest thing for the Raptors is going to be, you know, in the East, there is monster teams, like you said. Crazy, crazy teams. you got Brooklyn. you got the defending champs in your conference. This Philadelphia seems like a mess right now, but they could trade Simmons and get some players back if one team budges. They're still a really good team with Joel Embiid. So Boston's talented. The Hawks came out of nowhere. So there's a lot of really good teams. In the Eastern Conference, I agree. I think they are going to be a fringe playoff team. I, I like the addition of Dragic. I really like Precious Oshawa. I think he's going to be a really good player for the Raptors. But it's about developing these young players, building up your reputation again, so you can attract free agents to come here. Mm-hmm. That is the big thing. Not trading for players. Actually having players who expire at the end of the deal saying, yeah, I want to take my talents to Toronto because I, I feel like they're special. Like I want to win with them. That's what happened with Kawhi. We had to trade for a superstar, and that's what happened. Even when Kawhi came here and won a championship, they still have not had that, I guess, that image around the league and around the players that that's a place where you can win. Like They have a good culture there. They have a great head coach, great president, great GM, great fans. Mm-hmm. They still haven't been able to attract big-time free agents. So I think now with these young players, develop them, become really good. I agree with you. I like OG. Fred has really proved me wrong since his rookie year. I had this debate with my mom before I came on here. Is it Siakam's team or Fred's team? You think it's Fred's team? I think See, everybody I think right looks now, everybody Siakam's. looks at Fred, but Siakam, if he has a solid year when he comes back, because for the past two years, he has been really, really shaky. And But yeah. Fred, you can see the consistency with him. You could see the, they yeah. gave him a big deal uh, to be their starting point guard. He's taking the over the reins after Kyle Lowry. He's like, I guess, one of the most experienced, you could say right now, the most experienced guy on this Raptors team. He was 
Him and Drogic. Him and the, him, yeah, Drogic. But he was the only guy from that Raptors championship team in the starting five. I know OG Ananobi was on the team, but he, he didn't play. He no. was injured during the finals. So this guy has a championship pedigree. So as of right now, I'm going to say it's Fred's team. But Pascal can prove us wrong and take the reins back and say, who are you going to – who right now would you put the ball in the for the last shot? Fred OG. or Pascal? OG. OG. Or Fred. OG or Fred. I, I, I'm not a big Siakam guy. You know that. Mm-hmm. I'm a big Siakam guy with a star. I think he's a great second option, like phenomenal second option. I think he can be a really good player. But that's like a lot of players, right? Mm-hmm. Like you don't have all the attention on you. It's going to free up some space on the floor. But he's not that guy. He, for me, he's not a franchise player, in my opinion. And that's why I think like he's still a really good, talented player where his unique set of skills for a big man can be really utilized very good if they have that. They need a dog. They need like a Jimmy. This is, you're not going to get a guy like him. They need a Jimmy Butler. Okay. They need like, like Kawhi, like it worked. They need a guy who says, give me the ball, get out of the way. I'm going to go make this shot. That's what they need. I don't see any of those players, maybe OG on this team that is willing to do that consistently at a high enough level. They need a guy like that and they need to attract free agents to come here so that we can or the Raptors can build another championship team. And before that happens, these young guys got to improve. They got to develop and they got to be able to attract players here by doing well with this roster here. I think playoffs is huge for the Raptors. Mm-hmm. No one expects them to make the playoffs. If they can sweep into like the sixth seed and give some trouble to like Philly, let's just say in the playoffs or, mm-hmm. or maybe Boston or the Hawks. Cause like, I, I, I think the Bucks and the Nets are in a class of the moment. I think they're going to be one and two. Yeah, they can sneak into the playoffs maybe and cause you know or steal a couple games in the first round. Maybe then you can have players come here, but I still think they're probably about three years away from setting into their own. But I think that's the hardest thing. I think that's the hardest thing as like a Toronto Raptors fan and like being from Toronto, it's hard to attract (laughs) yeah free agents, big name free agents because they just don't want to play here. And it's I not guess like hockey. Like the it's Leafs not like have hockey. Huge attraction. Huge attraction because they're a marquee team in the league. The Raptors aren't. Yeah, we have great fans. Yeah, we have a winning culture. Like you said, you named all of them. I just think this team needs to build through the draft and develop players. That's the only way that they will have success. Or, or trade for guys. Or trade for a guy who wants to leave their team and win a championship one year. I really think that's the only way the Raptors can win a championship. It's either you develop a star. Like, I won't even be mad if they're a lottery team this year or the next two years because, like, you get to pick <laughs> high enough in the draft and yeah. you can develop players. And maybe they are five to seven years away if they don't make the playoffs uh, this year with this team. You know what I mean? It, it, it could go both ways. So I, I think I, the biggest thing of, of attraction is because they're literally the only Canadian team. Yeah, it's the only – it's like the Jays hockey- as well. But the J- yeah, that's true. But, but I the guess Jays, the Jays okay, right now are an attractive. About the Jays, man. The J- I'm still yeah, upset. Okay. I still okay. upset. You know that today yeah. I was watching. I was watching. No, last night I was watching ALCS and thirty. I probably watched about three times the same game over and over again. I'm just like, Springer knocks that out. <laughs> Vladdy hits that pitch. <laughs> like yeah. I was like, really? It, it's, uh, wh- it's why Luca. Ah. It's- I wore oh. my Boston. I wear. I have a Boston Red Sox shirt because my parents went to Boston and they got me it. So yeah. like I'm kind of like the Jays should be in this position. They should. They and, were better than the Yankees. 
The Yankees, the Rays, and Boston did not want to see Toronto no, they in didn't. a wild card or in a playoff series. They didn't. No, they did. Uh, one Boston reporter said today, as I was listening to one of the interviews um, on gameplay, he said that the city of Boston didn't. They didn't want to see Toronto. No, they were the hottest the- team in baseball. Hot. That's what you need sometimes, though. They like, were the hottest like, team, and get, they were. Uh, but that's what happened to Boston. Look at Boston right now. They got on a hot. run against the Tampa Bay Rays, and yeah. they they got crushed today, seven nothing. But still, they were a hot team. I just don't think they have the. But both Houston and Boston are depleted on the pitching front. Uh, their yeah. pitching has has been has been brutal. We haven't really talked about the the baseball playoffs. There's been so much other stuff going on. Uh, we still are talking basketball here. Um, let's just quickly go through the, the divisions here or the conferences for the NBA, um, for the East, I'm going to go Bucks one, Brooklyn two, Atlanta three, Philly four. Mm, This is getting tough. Boston five, Miami six. I'm going to take a flyer here. Pacers, seven. Raptors, eight. Okay. For the I'll East. Go, yeah, I'll go Bucks one. Uh, Nets, two. Uh, you know, I, I still think Philly has enough. So, I'm going to go Philly. Hawks. Celtics. Am I on six now? Yeah. Listen. I think the Bulls are gonna have a good year. I was that's what I was gonna say for the flyer. I'm gonna change my pick to the Bull from Indiana <laughs> yeah. the Bulls. You know, I think they. I don't want to sound like an idiot, but like, know, no, I no. like it the might Bulls. Be, it might be too much of an overreaction, but you know, I like the Bulls. I think and listen, the East isn't like crazy loaded. No, I got the Bulls, um, and seven. then yeah, seven, and then probably the Knicks. Oh, the Knicks. I totally forgot about yeah. the Knicks. Oh, well, yeah. There you go. See, yeah, you're just taking flyers on everyone, bud. Okay. Then let me let me you're gonna have to read your whole thing. I'm gonna then, redo I'm my whole thing. And then I'll probably go maybe Indiana, Raptors. All right. Um, you ready? Even Charlotte's a good show. Yeah, Charlotte as well. They had a great, like, they're an exciting team to watch. I like yeah, Charlotte. Okay, here we go. I'm starting okay, over. Anyway. Redo, Milwaukee redo. one. Redo. <laughs> Milwaukee number one, Brooklyn two, Atlanta three, Philly four. Okay. The Heat at five. I didn't even put the Heat, you see? The Heat at five. I forgot. All right, Boston whatever. at six. Don't harp on me. Boston at six. The Knicks at seven. At seven. Who else am I missing here now? The Bulls. But you did this because you wanted to Oh, yeah, to the, the Bulls, Bulls at eight. And then I'll put the Raptors, like I said, the nine, ten spot. They're going to be fighting with Charlotte. Don't listen tournament. to my list. I forgot the heat. There's too many teams, guys. I'm There's sorry. There's too many teams. I, I, I okay. Let's teams. try the West. Let's try the West. Well, the West is even worse. So the Phoenix Suns. You're going to forget the Lakers. <laughs> yeah, I know. Okay, here we go. <laughs> All right. Wow, this see. is going to be tough. I'm going to go. Wow. I'm going to go first? Yeah, you go first. Okay, okay, okay. I haven't really thought about Like, I thought about it a little bit, like my top teams, but like, I just don't know who to do for the bottom. I've got... Ready for this? Oh. 
The Clippers. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) (laughs) No, Kawhi's out. But if Kawhi was there, I might have done it. I'm going to go Suns, number one. Mm -hmm. Holy, there's so many good teams. Okay. The Suns, we should have been prepared. I'm sorry. We're doing this on the fly. We're doing this on the fly. I think it's more fun like that because you get to see how crazy we are leaving out big teams. So I got the Suns. I got Utah at two. Um, I'm going to go with... Yeah, Utah at two. I guess I'll put. Mm, yeah, okay. I'll, I'll no. I'm gonna put Denver at three. I have the, the Lakers, same right. I'm going yeah. right now. I'm going with you. I have the, the same. Lakers maybe at four, around four or five, maybe depending because they're they're an older team. I I don't know like how they're gonna do like in terms of load management. They're gonna sit their. No, I think yeah, care. Lakers at four or five. Then you could put yeah, LA at six. Yeah, I'll put I'll put the Clippers in LA right next to you. Five and like six. Four, five, five and six. Four or five. Four or five. Okay, you have four or five. Okay. Now you're okay. on six. I'm on six. Yeah. Six. Um I'm listen. gonna say Dallas. Uh, see, I I like Dallas, but I don't know how they're just so inconsistent for me to put them there, but I'm going to put the Warriors. If Clay comes back, oh, the Warriors, I forgot about the Warriors. Yeah, if Clay comes back <laughs> earlier, I think the, I think Steph's good enough to get them. There. I think this team's a little bit better than last year. So I'm going to go with the Warriors uh, seven. That that's where I'll probably put Dallas. Mm-hmm. And then, and eight, then Portland. eight. Yeah. Probably Portland or, uh, or maybe the, the, or the Grizzlies. Pelicans? Yeah, or Grizzlies, the, Pelicans. the Grizzlies. Like, you know, there's I just like too Josh. many teams. I, I I just said 11 out of the 15 teams. Yeah. <laughs> but, but you know what I mean? You get but the yeah. gist of it, ladies and gentlemen. You know, you know, you know, you know what we're about. Um, quickly on Ben Simmons. This is such a joke. Like, him going to practice and not oh. even trying. Like, come oh. on, man. You're such a, like, stop being a baby. Just because the fans got a little mad at you because – for the right reason, because you played like crap during the postseason when your team was projected to be a second round, third round team, and you're you're making just boneheaded plays, and you want to argue with the Philly crowd. The Philly crowd's harsh, man. The Philly crowd's harsh. They're gonna get on you. It's like here in the Toronto Maple Leafs. Like, come yeah, on. it is. No, it is. They're gonna get on you because they expect they they're a marquee franchise in the league. They expect. A high level play. And when a lot of your guys are giving that and you're starting first overall draft pick point guard is not doing what he's supposed to do and just. And then he pulls a fit. He doesn't want to be on the 76ers anymore. He comes to practice. He has his phone in his pocket, doesn't even get in the huddle during practice. Get out of here, Ben Simmons. I think he's He's, actually like a baby. He is a huge baby. I've never seen a player. Okay, I've never seen a player who isn't dedicated enough to work on his game because he's not. I don't care. I don't care. I'll say to Ben Simmons if I ever see him. There's no reason you've been in this league for as long as you have with the training that you have available to you to not be able to hit a decent. No, I'm not talking 50 percent, 45 percent, even 40 percent become respectable um, of a shooter. Either it be mid range either it be from the free throw line, either it be from behind the arc, at least be respectable, add something to your game because not only does it make you a better player, it makes everybody around you better because it opens up space for, I think the best center in the league in Joel Embiid and other players around you. They're, they're, they're surrounding you with shooters. Can you imagine that whole lineup with shooters and Embiid and Simmons, right? Like 
That is what Philly That's what wants. I'm trying to say. Like, this guy is so talented, has all this kind of money oh and time. And it's so annoying, man. And, it, like, and I've never better, seen a player, man. I've never seen a player get pissed off at the organization for him playing like crap. I don't You're understand. playing like crap, and you know what? I played like crap. You want to trade me? I'm not I'm not playing for you anymore. Yeah, I'm not playing what? for you anymore. I won't report to training camp. I won't try what? in training camp. Now he's suspended. Like, like, man, at, like least, it just drives least, me nuts. When I saw yeah. his face on the videos at practice, like it made me angry. Because if I'm like those 76ers players, a guy trying to break into the league, a guy trying to like Get bust his ass it. in training camp to make this team, like there's only seven, eight spots that like really you can Matter. make maybe two or three these guys in the G league are going to get into, but yeah. these guys busting their ass in training camp, trying to show the organization that they want to be here. And this guy is shows up, not even in full uniform in a sweater and his track pants, just going through the motions. It makes me outrageous. Sorry, Ben Simmons. I know you don't want to be there, but you're getting paid to play basketball. It just, it, it, I just don't understand. Like, you're getting it's paid stupid fault. amount of money to play basketball. I listen. You can say that the organization did something. Okay, fine. They, they they might throw you under the bus, whatever. They might put in the media that they don't want you. But at the end of the day, this is a business. You are not different than any other player. This happens to every player. And you're not. I'm sorry. You're not James Harden. When James no. Harden won out of Houston, at least he's led that team to a conference championship. At least he's led the league in scoring. At least he has a jumper. He's one of the best players in the entire NBA. Yeah. So if he wants to. And he wasn't sending out games. No, he, he played. He finessed everybody and made it seem like he was fat when he wasn't. <laughs> but he still came and played. He still dropped 30 a night. He's still James freaking Harden. You're Ben Simmons, who is going to be known for not being able to shoot and getting pissed off and whining because the franchise wants to trade you. And they're not trading you for peanuts either. They still think highly of you. They're still asking for four first-round picks, which I think is absolutely absurd yeah it, it, the, philadelphia makes it seem like they're the only ones who watch the playoffs you don't think anybody else saw that horrific performance well, like, from what's him? he gonna like what's he gonna be like in like if he goes to sacramento like That's a team not saying. even close to the playoffs like what no. just because the team's not playing well what are you gonna sit out from them too and ask for a trade like you're not going to the lakers you're not going to 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 brooklyn you're not going to milwaukee like you're oh, not going to those so- teams in, 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 a, in a shooter's era now, we're in an era where you need to shoot. You have to shoot for your starting point guard to not be able to even have a jumper, let alone a three-point shot, just a jumper or a fade or something, to me, is just unbelievable. And it, and it just shows you how much he really doesn't care. He, no. he honestly does not care to get better. He just thinks that he could defend all year, average eight assists, get layups and dunks, and that's it. Sorry, it doesn't work like that. Because come playoff time, when you got to play that team four times, seven times, potentially in two weeks, they're going to figure you out. And you're going to get bounced in the playoffs just like you did. And that's what's going to happen. I hope Philadelphia trades him tonight. Trade him tonight or just release him. You don't need him. You don't, him being on your team is worse for you because it's causing so much headache and it's, it's causing people to get pissed off in your organization. Trade him now for, for Levert and Brogdon or something. Just get what you can. Get away from Ben Simmons and it. I'm hearing, you know, trade speculation for Kyrie for Ben Simmons. That's just no. You don't trade. It's just for like another. another it's like a headache <laughs> for another headache. Like, no, I don't. You don't trade for another problem. So I agree with you. Like, I think personally, 
I can be Ben Simmons in a shooting competition, whether it be three pointers, free throws, or mid range shooting. You heard I think your you first. Can do it. I think you could do it. Me, wow. That's on your best time. day. On your best day. I've hit some big shots. You've hit some big shots. I've seen you hit big shots in pickup. Massive I've hit shots. some big shots. So, hey, Ben Simmons. I'm calling him out. Hey, listen, if you listen to this podcast, we'll go to the park right now and we'll have a shoot off. I'm confident. Five foot ten, I can knock down a jumper better than you can. You're five foot ten. Five foot nine and a half. But I said okay. five foot <laughs> I don't know really. <laughs> what are you? You're what five? I'm five nine. Are you really? No. Okay, I'm six five then. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> okay. Okay. Don't want to expose myself on the pod. Um, <laughs> football marquee matchups week seven. Let's finish yeah. up this pod nice and strong. We're okay. forty minutes in, Luca. Um, a lot of teams on the bye week, so don't get uh, upset with me with the 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 games that I picked. I just picked like big names, just the uh, big okay. teams here. All right, okay. Browns, all right. Denver, Thursday nighter minus two. Who you got for Browns, Cleveland? Denver, to- Oh, Cleveland is just really decimated. And Baker injury. Mayfield is out. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he's out. So Case Keenum is in against his former team. Is that right? In oh, Denver. Yes, you're right. I'm going Denver. I, I oh man, I'm gonna go Browns. Okay, I think Keenum can do it. KC yeah. at Tennessee. Tennessee coming off a big win last week. Wow. Uh, KC uh, favored five and a half. You know, on the Cover Four podcast, I picked KC, but I'm going to pick Tennessee on, on the this L2s. podcast. Wow. So at least I'm right in one way. And I think Derrick Henry is going to torch that defense. I'm going to go with – see, I keep going with Kansas City, and they just keep letting me down. So I'm going to go with Tennessee as well. Okay, I'm going KC. I only picked Tennessee, oh so I'm going to hand up on you. I'm going KC. I'm going KC then. Okay, fine. So you'll be wrong <laughs> okay. on both podcasts. Um, That's yeah. Two uh, two teams really just just having a lot of problems this year. Seahawks and Saints. Uh, New Orleans favored by five. Awful. Luca, my Seahawks just are just going through the ringer here. Yeah, they are. Talk about wanting the Raps to be in the lottery. You should want Seattle to pack it in. Yeah, I want Seattle to pack it in. But you know what, Luca? We traded two first-round picks for Jamal Adams. Oh, that's right. So we don't even have a first-round pick for the next two years. I I do think. Remember when I came on this podcast and like Jamal Adams is the best. Like, oh, he's gonna turn this defense around. That's what I gotta say to that because our defense still sucks. It still sucks, Luca. So I'm gonna pick my Seahawks here. Okay, nah, I'm gonna still pick the Saints, <laughs> but I do think, and I'm sorry that you have to hear this. I do think this is Russell Wilson's last year. Oh my yeah. god, I'm so sad, man. That's brutal. Well, you, I know you're not like a huge. I'm not like a huge. Fan, like fo- I am with Brady, but would you switch teams wherever he goes? Depends on the team. You, but like I were... like the Seahawks because I like Russell Wilson. You know exactly. what I mean? I love the way he played. Like he's like this. Like I, I've said it before. He's yeah, the yeah. small guy and he's getting it done. He's getting it done. He's like like Baker Mayfield's need to look up to this guy. Like the small quarterbacks, like Kyler Murray is like the next, uh, just a better version of what Russell Wilson was at the time when he came into the league. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's gonna well, be Russ sad. had a Super Bowl very young. Like, yeah, there was a time did. where I thought Russ was going to actually have like three rings or four rings. He should have, but then the defense, the Legion of Boom just went. Poof. 
And that's yeah. really where the downfall of the, the Seahawks because they just relied on MVP caliber Russell Wilson. And he can only do that for so long. Like mm-hmm. he can't like the only reasons the Seahawks have been good for like, or like there uh, for so long is because Russell Wilson's always in the MVP conversation. No, I, yeah, it's true. He, he that's, carries that franchise. Pretty, he carries the franchise. And now like, what are we going to have to Geno Smith is going to be our new guy. <laughs> Cam Newton, maybe. I heard during Cam talks. Newton. Yeah, I heard that too. Well, you'd rather Cam than Gino. He had a no? good game against the Steelers. Yeah, he was okay. Not bad. Still lost, but it's okay. Um, last game, Joe Burrow, four and two Bengals. I just love Joe Burrow. They're at Baltimore. Baltimore's favored by six and a half. I'm taking Baltimore. Hmm. I should take Baltimore, but I'll take Cincinnati. All right. We're going head-to-head this week then. I love it. Yeah. head to. Oh, I... by the way, um, before we end off, Deshaun Watson. Oh, Miami. Could be trade to my... did, you, did you see that? It could be a three-team trade where Tua goes to Washington. Whoa. Who would How come cr- back? Who are, who, I don't who know. Who would Washington give up? I do not know. But I feel like Washington, to me, this is the funniest thing. When I saw their name in there, I'm like, these guys, okay, are going to need a QB, though. Yeah, because for think about it. In Houston's perspective, do they want two? Oh, they just drafted Davis Mills, who's starting now. They're probably going to be the number one pick in the draft. You could probably get a quarterback there. Yeah. Do they really need Tua? Like, is Tua the answer? They might as well just get something that they don't know about. So knowing what you have with Tua with – with, I think Miami's roster is better than Houston's. Probably just go with the rookie and see where you can go from there. So Washington, when I see Washington's name in these trade talks, I'm like, these bastards are just going to get two for like a sixth-round pick. <laughs> like, they're just going to come in, say, hey, we'll be part of this deal. We'll offer you a little bit, and they're going to get two. Uh, and hopefully with a new change of scenery, he'll be better. Because be- I hate to say this again, me and you wanted two over Herbert. What a smack in the face that was. Um, but <laughs> hey, that I, that that podcast has the most listens in uh, LT Sports in, in like our history of doing a podcast. And of course, so. it's the dumbest it's thing the, at five and six. You see yeah. the memes every week. <laughs> Dolphins fans hiding in the bush. Yeah, me and Lucas hiding in yeah, the bush. Hiding in the bush because we're like, Tua is the next. He's gonna take Miami to Tua's the promised land. I don't Who know lost? about Josh Herbert. Uh, um, Justin, Justin Herbert. Herber, yeah. I don't know about him. Yeah, he hasn't really proved. wasn't really at a big name school. Tua's at Alabama. He's been in big games. That's so funny. Just We're like turned it around. Had the worst draft night. Chargers. They didn't get Tua. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. So bad. That was one of the worst predictions. Hey, that's sports, but that's that. sports though. Yeah, it I is. told my brother. I told my brother because he's like, he's like, how come you change your opinion every time? I'm like, Anthony, what I thought last year. I don't have to think this year because things change in sports. I could say the Leafs suck so much. They stink. I don't like their team. Next week, I could be like, their team is probably one of the best teams Toronto's ever assembled because this and this and this. And sports always changes. So don't get mad at Luca and I if we change our opinion because it's sports. It changes every (laughs) single day. We had to do the NBA standings like four times because yeah. we're forgetting teams. And we're just... forgetting teams. We're like, oh, this team's unreal. Oh, we forgot about him. Memphis Grizzlies, Golden State. And we also go off the cuff. We maybe like should have it prepared. I find it more fun going off the cuff. Sorry. Going off I the try cuff. to have it prepared. You know me. Like That's yeah. why we do these shows so late because I have to prepare. And Luca's like, how come we can't do it earlier? I'm like, Luca, I have to like write shit down. 
Yeah. So, but I I do like coming off the cup because it's just like strict knowledge and first instinct. Yeah. When you first ask me a instinct. question, I'm like, this is what I'm thinking right when you ask that question. I'm yeah. going to tell you how it is. And that's just kind of a fun way to do it. It's a podcast. It it's a podcast. Hey, man. Unless we get like the next draft, we're not going to top that draft video. We're going to go forever down to the guys who said to uh, or the, the Chargers lost draft night. Like that was, I can't believe it. <laughs> Thank you guys for tuning into the L2 Sports <laughs> Podcast. You can listen to this podcast on oh. wherever you get your podcast. And this week, Luca, I will be listing them off. Apple okay. Podcasts, Breaker, CastBox, Google Podcasts, Overcast, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, Spotify, and Luca's favorite, Stitcher. Thank you, everybody, <laughs> for listening to the L2 Sports Podcast. The NBA's back. Hockey's in full swing. NFL is right in the middle of their season. A lot of sports, a lot of takes from us too. Thank you for tuning in. That's Luca. I'm Lucas. We'll see you guys next week.